Chapter 22 The Ferryman The Cat Queen led me to a ferry boat where a child waited at the edge of her gate. She tapped the ankh in my heart and my spiritual soul transformed into another new shape. Now I was a man beside this boy covered in a blue blanket, but I never saw his face. He was seated in the small boat staring ahead when I wondered if something was out of place. I set the six blades beside the boy and helped the goddess into the vessel beside him. Then I took hold of the oar. The woman wrapped an orange headscarf around her while I propelled our canoe down the river toward the other shore. Gone, gone, beyond gone, we headed toward the other shore, onward toward the morning star's dawn. There's one last thing I must explain. It's the most important in all matters. Understand that every bit of knowledge means nothing unless you learn to arrive on the spot in the midst of the mind's constant chatter. And when you look at another soul, gaze right into the eyes. There you'll find our spirit, because the soul is the only place I won't hide. I'm within the spirit. We're of that supreme creative force. This is the Holy Spirit, which is the source I call Wind Horse, she said. I switched the oar to the other side and propelled our vessel forward, where two streams came together. Now a fog covered the water when I became as stiff as a board, but as light as a feather. Look everywhere for our united soul. Stay focused on our eyes. There my rivers run favorably for all my ferrymen and guides. Know that you are my goer, a pilot whom I trust and adore. Relink our great spirit with the light that's left when you make it back to the far shore. Once you land upon earth, your perch will be a bride in a wedding dress. She's been ready for the goer for quite some time, and she'll be disguised as a wandering lioness. She's hiding until you find her, that is, until you arrive on the spot. Then she'll reveal herself as a woman worth seeking who cannot be sought. Continue through the lower Sephiroth, pass through the ethical triangle, the astral plane, and down through Yisad. Each sphere holds a teaching, and this ancient wisdom comes from the source that humans refer to as God. From there you'll find a body and operate it much like this boat, and so you'll always be connected to the spark of the spirit. But this connection is invisible and remote then our spirit will guide you forward, and that's how you'll know you're going the right way. You might think you can't hear me, but since you've got the lens in your heart, I'll be able to feel everything you ever think or say. This is a path of harmony, and so you can trust my bride that'll be waiting on her throne. Wind horse is your way, like dharma of infinite jest, a cosmic giggle packed upon a planet, and there you'll find the reason for your quest. Her actions stem of truth, which is an embodiment of her love. She's that wild source of all things below, and so she sends a broadcast to all beings above. Once you touch down upon the dirt, I'll feel it all the way up here. Just keep listening to your intuition. There I'll be smiling at your fears, said the goddess. Who is this bride? You say she's a woman who will be waiting for me? But my heart is set upon you, not a woman who I've never seen. And what about these swords? Why must I carry them on? We'd move so much faster without them. How far must I bring these swords along? Your bride will be there in the right moment, and we should be wakeful and present since all my warriors are prepared to attack. That's why you need ten swords together, because even I carry ten weapons on my ten fingers and toes since I'm aware of what could be lingering beyond my back. <laughs>
It's not about an external threat, but rather I'm looking for an ego sneaking about. And if anything vile slips into the spirit, I'll cut that weed from our source and deny it the nutrients it needs to sprout. For without a doubt we embrace change, but no one here is allowed to cling or latch on. We are in the process of self-emptying and letting go. After all, the source does not attach, but rather it radiates potential as each thread of life is a ray of the great eastern dawn," said the goddess. Out of nowhere, the fog cleared, where the boat arrived upon a marsh that was hidden from my sight before. The goddess leapt out from the boat while I helped the boy onto the shore. I placed the blades upon this wet grass. Then a curious daze passed by when a thought entered my mind and I knew I had to ask, and who is this boy? His name is Dionysus, and he's the link to all the light that's left. We must protect him with all our strength, as the light is the purpose of our quest. This light is the essence of the Sangha, or the spiritual community that spreads through each heart back to the divine. Think of this boy as the fruit that blooms out from the source of our spirit's great vine, she said. The boy had grown much younger than I remembered. And as for these swords as weapons, how do you know when to fight with those knives you carry upon your fingers and toes? The Father's mercy wouldn't want me to harm or kill anyone, so can you explain how the hunt actually goes? You're curious about the hunt? Well, do you remember that little kitten who ran through the gate? You just escorted her out of my sphere, and now she's tied to your fate," she said. The orange blanket around her body fell when I saw she'd been carrying the kitten in her arms. It was a precious little creature, but then why were all of her ten claws prepared to do a great deal of harm? The little kitten leapt onto my leg, then it clawed me and latched onto my back. Its claws dug into my spine so deep before I realized this was an all-out attack. Ah! My jaw hung wide open, but the kitten couldn't be contained. My entire back seized tight, and now I too was on the hunt as I grimaced in pain. Her claws created a surge of energy. All of her ten fingers and toes clung around my backbone when the heat of Shakti rose up my spine. It happened so quick, and I felt totally awake as my sight and senses came upward to align. Uplifted and powerful, I felt clear like a crystal and sharp like a sword. I was on the tip of my toes as I realized this moment is where infinite energy is stored. Now the kitten detached from my back, but I was still hyper aware. I turned back to the goddess when I realized she disappeared. This land was a new sphere, and I had gone beyond where I'd been before. I had felt the energy of creation within my spirit, but I was not quite on the far shore. Now the kitten hid under a bush and kept her distance, but I could see the energy within her eyes. I could hear Bast speaking through this cat, as if this form of a kitten was a tiny disguise. When the right time comes, I'll send the signal and you'll know it's time to thrust the blade. Not a moment too soon, but don't wait either because the hunt cannot be delayed, said Bast. The kitten was gone when it ran and disappeared. Meanwhile, that powerful energy called Shakti had not cleared. I could feel a surge from where her claws got me, and it was reaching up through my back. I knew I had no reason to be afraid, but I was not ready to be part of any type of attack. Then the boy named Dionysus spoke. Oh, what an adventure it is now that the kitten is loose. I promise I won't tell anyone if you don't, because we'll get in a lot of trouble if word gets back to Zeus. Why is that? Well, that little kitten, she's supposed to stay in Artemis' sphere. But now that she got out, 
Well, it could devastate the entire Earth if she makes it all the way there. Whatever you do, just don't let that kitten out of your sight, said Dionysus. But the cat was already gone. And you know why she picked us, right? asked Dionysus. I shook my head no, because who else but us is brave enough to fight? <laughs>